my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, December the 2nd. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness, God's proximity. I wish you a vision for the kingdom of God. Now, why do I say that? Because that's exactly, exactly where our readings are going today. Now, don't they tell you when you you give a speech, you got to tell them what you're going to tell them, then you tell them, and then you tell them what you told them. Um, I'm telling you what I'm going to tell you. Uh, that's where our readings are on this second Sunday of Advent. Uh, as always, um, listen, I am grateful to you. Thank you for uh, following for those who are new. My name is Joe Zink. I am a lay Catholic minister. For 30 years, worked um, uh, within various roles, um, from pastoral leader, parish director, to pastoral associate, to uh, campus minister. And uh, now I am a spiritual care chaplain with a local hospice. And every week I um, take a look at the readings for the weekend and usually read the first reading and the gospel and then invite us just to contemplate them. Invite us to open where the Spirit of God will take us uh, and take you individually, but uh, will challenge us as a church, will challenge us as a people. And so uh, that's what we're going to do here today. If you are new to it, hey, so grateful. My friends, if you are not new and you are uh, have listened numerous times, wherever you are listening, I invite you to, um, to, to rate it, not because I need that for any ego things that are going on, but if it is something that is life-giving to you, in rating it, that will allow others to find it when they're doing a search of pods. If it's not something you want to do, bless you. I I just enjoy doing this, and it gives me a chance to dive more into the Word, and really is a great blessing to me too. So, hey, thanks for being here. Okay, we're going to read the Word of God. As always, especially for those who are new, Before we listen, settle yourself, Uh, prepare yourself, open yourself, and invite the Holy Spirit to come and take root within you to allow this Word of God to find fertile soil where it can grow, where that seed can really take root and grow within your heart. What we're looking for is to listen well to the Spirit of God speaking to you as an individual, That, that, that really... God wants to speak to you today through this word. And so allow God to do that through a word that may find root within you, through that phrase, through an idea, whatever that is, allow God's spirit to work. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. So with that, my friends, we are on the second weekend of Advent. Our readings are good ones. You're going you're gonna to know them. They are second weekend of Advent readings where we hear quite often, um, both a little bit long, so I'm going to dive right in. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10, that'll be our first reading. Then we're going to go to the Gospel of Matthew. Remember, we're on year A now again, cycle A, so we're going to hear a lot of Matthew. Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. So Matthew 11, 1 to 10, or excuse me, Isaiah 11, 1 to 10, Matthew 3, 1 to 12. Let's open ourselves to the Word of God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. 
On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide aright for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, as water covers the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now let's break open the gospel. Again, just invite that spirit to break this open, to find root within you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance. But the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, 
He will clear the threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, those are powerful, aren't they? Those are powerful readings. So where do we start? Let's start with Isaiah. What, and, and gosh, my friends, I, 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 how do I even say this? This is wonderful podcasting as I sit here and stumble over myself. On that day, this is the first line, on that day, whatever that day is, right? That day of the coming of God, that's the day. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. All right. Now, historically, what we can say is the stump of Jesse. Now, a stump of a tree is dead, right? It's been cut down. A stump is lifeless. And what was that stump of Jesse? What are they talking about? Well, Jesse is the son of Ruth. Uh, see the book of Ruth in the, in the uh, Jewish scriptures. And Je- Jesse's son, his seventh son, if memory uh, serves, was David, right? Who eventually would become king. Now that line of David, there were only three kings in, in the, the Israel as it was uh, at that time. And that is Saul, who was the first king, David, who uh, succeeded him, and then Solomon, who succeeded David. But after Solomon, the kingdom split. Israel went to the north, Judah went to the south, and they were enemies, you know, and and just kind of looked down on each other from that period. Think how the the south won the Civil War. Uh, The north and the south in the United States would have split. We would have looked down on each other uh, from either side of that, right? Of that chasm, whatever that, that is in the middle. That's what happened to them. And so in a sense, that lineage, that line of David, now it didn't, uh, it didn't die in the sense that, you know, fathers and mothers still had children and that blood was passed down, but that line of succession was broken and, and, and who was the king and which was the correct kingdom and all these things and confusion was, was uh, sown into all of those things. That was, it was, effectively dead and what what isaiah is saying now and this would have been maybe 300 years 250 years after solomon and after this split let's say give or take in that ballpark um after that would have happened that uh he's saying listen life is going to come from something that you do not expect it to come from life is going to come from something that you think is dead and, and, and I'm here to tell you what that's going to look like. That spirit of the Lord, that, that one who comes, that one who comes. And he's not just, again, uh, looking and saying, hey, 742 years from now, you are going to have a, a Savior come. But as I said, what, last week, that's not going to do a whole lot of good for those who are living now. That would be like saying in the year 3000, something's going to happen. And I'd be like, well, that's great, but I live in the year 2022. What, what does that mean for me today? And he's saying, listen, when that moment and that presence and that meeting with our God comes, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon, uh, upon the one. 
the one that 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 we recognize as uh, as the one bringing that presence of God to us and and with us and for us. And that spirit, it shall be a spirit of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and of strength, of knowledge and fear of the Lord. His delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Those are the gifts of the spirit, right, that we talk about when we are confirmed. Uh, and they say fear of the Lord twice, but piety is what we, we uh, throw in there for, for that one. And this person, ultimately, again, looking forward to the Christ, but both and, it's always both and, um, saying that uh, that when this presence, when we have this momentary aha with God, that, that God is present to us right now and we know it, what will that look like? It will look like justice. We won't, uh, and God won't, and, and this, this person of, of the Messiah in, in David's line uh, won't judge uh, based on appearance or hearsay or what I've heard about somebody they're going to judge the poor with justice because you know what? You know, there's many things that were happening in, that, in those days, but the poor getting heard and seeing their side of the story, that wasn't one of them. But this person will. They won't judge by wealth or appearance or mighty words. They're going to judge with justice and they'll decide a right for the lands afflicted. Um. Gosh, there's so much to, to talk about here. And the, the rest of this, Isaiah, these are so good, but I don't want to go on too long. Um, but I do want to say this. It, it'll say, he sh- it says this, he shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. That sounds like something that we should be really afraid of and, and that there's going to be violence in this. But again, look at the imagery. He's going to strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, meaning the words that he says. It's like the, the word of God is a two-edged sword, right, that, that Paul talks about later. But that, that his words are going to be so striking that those who are ruthless will have nothing to, to retort because they'll be struck by the truth that, that this person, that this presence, this bringer of God, this Christ-bearer, is going to bring. And the breath of his lips, with the breath of his lips, again, with the words he's speaking, he'll slay the wicked. Why? Because he's naming that. He's naming a truth. And they will have no way out. It's like a light is going on with with what they're doing. And the cockroaches will have nowhere to scatter. They're caught. And so it's not necessarily, I'm going to kill people. I mean, uh, John the Baptist later uses that same violent image, the threshing floor, you know, that, that, that chaff is going to be burned unquenchably. And, and really, what's happening here is the truth. A mirror will be held up to those who are wick, wicked and ruthless and chaff. And that will feel like being burned. Why? Because I don't like the truth. It hurts. It hurts because it, it names what is true within me within my um, community, within my actions, within my world, within my whatever it is that I associate with. Brothers and sisters, so again, I could speak so much more. Last thing I'll say about Isaiah is he doesn't just say, hey, listen, God is going to take something that you think is lifeless and make it the very center of life. And it's going to name the truth. 
then what it does is, is Isaiah gives the people a vision of what this new kingdom can look like. And, and he uses all this image, right? The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Uh, the, the lion shall eat hay. Uh, the, the wolf and the, will be the guest of the lamb. The calf and the young lion will browse. I mean, these are really famous. But what he's doing is saying, we need to be able to vision something beyond what we see now. Brothers and sisters, here's what we know. We live in a world where, where death and where power and where control and authority and wealth and um, the color of our skin or the gender that we have or whatever, that that calls the shots. And if we don't find ourselves within any of those things or all of those things, we feel like the poor who, you know what, lots of things are happening, but my voice is not being heard, right? Or I'm over on the periphery and I'm feeling afflicted. But what God is saying to us through Isaiah is, but there's another way. And, and you know what? This way of, of, Paul will call it the way of flesh. That's what he means when he's, he's calling it the way of flesh. He's not just talking about sex. He's talking about the way of the world and the way that those things are decided and who makes those decisions, the way of power and control. And, and our God is saying, but you know what? There is a vision that I'm going to give you where the vulnerable can be among predators and feel safe and secure. Boy, oh boy, is that a world that we can envision in the midst of our day? Because we see the exact opposite, don't we? We, and again, I'm going to use Alice Camille's image here. I love it. She does such a good job where she says, listen, uh, you know, she says the baby will play in the adder's lair by the cobra's den, all this stuff. She's, she said, hey, children can be uh, inflicted with poison uh, and, and nothing, none of that poison, literal poison or figurative poison that is, is spewed to our children. None of that is going to affect them. They can be around it and they're going to be free of its effects. Brothers and sisters, that's the world. If you and I, as followers of our God, as, as Christ bearers, right? As people who have the Spirit of God within us and those gifts that we, we just heard about in Isaiah, if we cannot vision this new landscape, if we cannot present this to others, my friends, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because if we can't bring it, I think the world is in big trouble. And that, my friends, is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, switch over to, to the gospel. And again, I'm just going to focus on this first part. There's so much more that could be said, but I don't want to bore you. I, I don't want to bring too much. I just want to say this. John the Baptist appeared. Now, if you hear anything I say, know this was the concern of Jesus, I think, more than any other concern. Boy, that is certainly true in Mark's gospel. Now, I know we're in Matthew's, but, but again, these are virtually, this is, this is Mark, Matthew chapter 3. These are the first words that you're going to hear as Jesus and John the Baptist. Now, we're hearing them through John, that, that this is the concern of the adult bringer of, of God, the, the Christ bearer, and John, of course, setting the table. Because the first two chapters of Matthew are, are the nativity narratives, right? And now we're getting to, to the adult Jesus here. And John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, 
for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now that word repent can be, oh my gosh, just misused. We can, it's not a great translation. The word in Greek is metanoia. Now you don't have to go out there and, and take a look at that. But, but we translate it repent because we don't have a good word for it. And so we can hear this and think this deals with our individual sin. Uh, John is saying, repent, take a look at yourself, hold that mirror up again, and, uh, and take a look at what individual sins we have, make sure you're sorry for them, uh, vow to do better, and, uh, and then let's go about our day. Now listen, I hope we all do that on an individual level. I really do. But that's not what Jesus' message is about. That's not what John is. He's saying something far more. And, and again, if indeed I'm correct in saying this is Jesus' main message in Mark's gospel, you've got to believe it's more than our individual sin. What he's saying is, think differently. Turn around. Open up. Envision something that can be that is not yet. Um, today, brothers and sisters, I gave a presentation on grief. And one of the things I talked about is that those people among us who have lost someone and who are in the midst of their grief and in the midst of that dark place, one of the things that helps them or one of the things um, that can help uh, pull them along or give them meaning within the midst of that darkness or that, that, that hard place is to be able to envision a world without that loved one. Now, I don't even want to say it that way because it's not without that loved one, but integrating that loved one in, uh, in, a, in a new way. To begin to envision a new world, a new chapter of their life. Integrating that loved one in, in a way that is different than they have been present to them up to that point. That's what God is inviting us to today. To, to this place where we are in the midst of a world that, that is... Um, in dire need of a new vision, right? Um, that is in dire need of what the kingdom of God is in. John's not just saying the kingdom of God is at hand because Jesus was coming and was present in the moment. Brothers and sisters, we would say that now. Uh, repent, turn around, think differently, open yourselves to, to this God who is coming entirely from a place that we do not think God can come from, from this place of lifelessness. And God is going to bring a way of being that is is un, uh, unforeseen to this point in in our world. And we have to be able to help bring that vision. And brothers and sisters, we need to turn around and think differently and, and live according to that new vision that our God is giving us. Let me give you an example. Alfred Nobel. Now, we all know the Nobel Prize, right? Alfred Nobel. Um, for whatever reason, Swedish chemist, uh, and he invented dynamite, okay? Uh, and uh, for whatever reason, an obituary was printed about Alfred Nobel before he had died, and he read that, obitu uh, that obituary. Now, isn't that something that we'd all maybe want to do or be af afraid to do? Uh, well, he got to do it. And what he found out was that the obituary stated so much about the fact that he was a maker of implements of war and of destruction. And he took that to heart and he thought, is that who I am and is that who I want to be known for? 
And what he did was then, of course, gave all of his fortune into creating the world in a new way, in a better way, and inviting people to envision that by giving out these Nobel Peace Prizes that happen every year based on what he, the money he set aside back, and he died 125 years ago, brothers and sisters. That's metanoia. That's seeing the way I'm living and, and having that mirror held up and, and having it burn within me, you know, that breath of God, that, that rod of truth, is is stinging and burning but i'm turning around i'm acting completely differently in order to vision this new world and i'm going to live and die by that that's what we're called to that's what we're called to brothers and sisters our god is a god of truth he invites us uh, you know god invites us to be honest with ourselves to be honest with how we've been envisioning and are we making friends with the world as it is? Oh, gosh, last thing I'll say, and I know I'm going long today. Thanks for loving me and being with me in the midst of it. If you've ever seen the movie The Mission, you might know where I'm going. If you've never seen it, movie that came out, gosh, almost 40 years ago. Uh, Robert De Niro, Jeremy Irons, wonderful stuff. But it's effectively a movie set in, in, in the, um, a mission down in, in South America. Uh, I want to say Brazil, but don't don't quote me on that. Um, in South America, where the the knife's edge of the movie is 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 a world about power and control. Um, is it about violence that that moves things forward, or is it about peace? Is it about love? And um, at the end of the movie, trying not to give spoilers here, at the end of the movie, uh, we see the results of the decisions that certain people have made, particularly a cardinal in the church has made, and, uh, and the harm that that has done. And somebody comes up to him at the end and says to him, hey, don't feel so bad. This is the way of the world. And the cardinal looks at him and says, no, thus have I made the world. Brothers and sisters, we participate in the world either as it is, or we participate in making the world something new. Our God invites us this weekend to think differently. Last thing I'll say, and, and you're going to hear this from me a lot on future podcasts because I love it. You know, the, the worldwide church is doing a synod right now. Pope Francis called for um, that idea of synodality that every diocese is to have a listening session and to listen to the people and say, hey, how can we envision the church of the future? And do you know what the name of that document? The Vatican got all these documents from all the dioceses around the, the world, and it put it together into this 45-page document. And do you know what the name of that document is? It's, an, it's from Isaiah chapter 54. Enlarge the space of your tent. Enlarge the space of your tent. My friends, that's what this is inviting us to, to, to realize the kingdom of God is at hand. Enlarge how we see the world, how we envision the world can be. Enlarge the way that God can come to us in ways that we have no idea because God can come uh, in ways from, from what we think is dead, but oh, not to God. Enlarge the space of your tent 
and, and bring that largesse of God with you wherever you go. And, and like Johnny Appleseed, forgive the, the, you know, cliche, I guess, but plant those seeds that will grow now and into the future. Let's pray. So we begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. May you be women and men of vision and imagination and creativity. Have a blessed second week of Advent. Be well.